everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Always Open here in Los Angeles. We're doing a special few weeks of LA episodes. We're so glad you're here with us. And today on the show, we have two of my most favorite people in the entire universe. We've got... Lindsay Washburn. You say that every time. No, I don't. (laughs) And Elise Willows. You say that every time. (laughs) When I introduce you, actually, I do. Oh. No. You guys are some of my favorite people. Everybody's going to blush in this room. I know. Oh, I put my women. I put mine on. Oh, okay. That's why it looks crazy. <laughs> I think it looks good. Your, both of your makeup looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Barb and I almost collided as I was exiting the bathroom from reapplying it. And that's the first time I saw you since coming to LA. Yeah. So we hugged in the oh, bathroom. Oh my gosh, yeah. You were not here yesterday no. or the day before. Yeah. No, I was there the day before. Oh, you were the day before, but you left earlier. Yeah. We didn't collide when that happened. No. Two ships in the night in the middle of the day. Yeah. In the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you both are here. I'm so Lindsay, glad you're here. Yeah. You've never been on the show before, actually. I've never been on this show. I've been in this room a lot because this yeah. is my podcasting room. Look at this. Is it weird it? to have someone else hosting a podcast in this room? No, it's How such a relief. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, for, so technically for the Funhouse podcast, by the way, Ryan and I switch off like hosting and producing duties, mm. sort of. Okay, so you're used to like someone else leading the charge. For yeah, a bit. it's really nice when that happens because I just go, "What are we? What are we doing?" I love being a guest What's on other people's on? podcasts. Oh, it's so fun. I mean, this is no pressure. Yeah, and you behind the wheel. We know we've yeah. we're in safe hands here. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for inviting. Me. I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna fuck up everything. <laughs> no, I'm happy to have you both. Easy to get at you. You're right in the room next door. Yeah, we work here. That's true. Yeah. We're local. We're local using Funhouse's place. Thank you guys for having us here too. I appreciate it. Anytime. Easy. Well, mm-hmm. how's how's life been? I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a, in a hot second. It's been good. Lindsay and I just went to the fabric store over lunch. Yeah, over lunch. But, and by lunch, she means my bag of combos. She picked up a bag of combos <laughs> at the <laughs> fabric store. Combos. What? Is there only one flavor of combos? No. No, there's oh. several. But these ones were, there were pizza and there were cheese. And I was like, well, I'm going to get the one that has more, has cheese, but has more. More ingredients. Also, it's not real cheese. I'm aware of that. So... What? <laughs> um, but that's what we did for lunch, and you know, sometimes that's you just got to work through lunch. Yeah. But how is life? Yeah. I think we work here and we enjoy it, mm-hmm. and we have fun here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we about both what have about dogs outside of work? Oh yeah, yeah you we, got you got we both have dogs. Which we need to get the dogs together. No, I keep telling her this, and she goes, "Ugh, no, that's not true <laughs> at <laughs> all." <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like my dog is not. His name's Remy. Yeah, and he and Arlen, Lindsay's dog, have played together before. But yeah. I feel like he's just a little bit of a curmudgeon sometimes where he's like, mm, that's enough for me. Remy's? Yeah. Mm. So he's and playful, but to an extent. She's very playful, but she's actually mellowing out. And she played with a, my mom's puppy like a couple weekends ago. Oh, cute. And I think there were certain points where she was like, oh, all right, that's enough. So I was like, oh, she's How long did I entertain this one for? Jesus. Yeah, she's growing <laughs> up. So I think they could get together and have a good time now. And like, also, I feel like we're just enjoying the summer, going to Disneyland women's soccer games. Wait, really? Everything's possible. Yeah, not oh. together, by the way. Oh, no. that's just things you're both doing yeah, several that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How yeah. often do you go to Disneyland? Because you guys live here in L.A. I feel like if I lived here, I'd go to Disneyland every other week. So uh, last year, I went twice. Because I went with, like, my boyfriend's family, and then I went with, like, my whole family. Because there's a lot of kids in my family. Mm -hmm. That was actually the first time I'd ever gone to Disneyland or, like, any theme park with, like, kids. 
And how I won't say it? what I prefer, but <laughs> it was nice. Like it's cute seeing like the kids be excited about stuff in Disneyland. Which you know, I go, I could just look in a mirror because I'd be like, Ah, it's Disneyland. Did yeah. you drink less but. because you were with kids? Well, so in Disneyland, there you don't, yeah. you can't drink in there. They only serve alcohol in the cantina. Really, but in yeah. California Adventure, there's drinks, ah. like beer gardens, and stuff. And I don't normally go to California Adventure. Like I would pick Disneyland over. You know, the other one, but when we went with all the kids, we did the two days and we did California Adventure. And I was like, hell yeah, give me those beers, <laughs> those overpriced beers. I came to so Anaheim a few nice. months ago by my, or to go to an event, but I was staying in a hotel that was walkable to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Did and you I was go? Like, I'll just buy myself a day pass and like, I'll even do the park hopper. Why did not? Did you? So I did. Alone? Alone. I went to California Adventure first. Uh-huh. Had a great time. Did like the single riders lines yeah, for of course. everything. That's Whoa. awesome. It still took a while because it was like a Friday, so it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. um, but then I went over to Disney Disney, and I went on the, I think, Star Tours. Is that the ride? Yes. The, yeah. Where it's like you're in the thing trying and to press C-3PO's buttons and oh, like no. freaking out. Star Tours is like the old one in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon one, is that warrior? There's like three people and you're yeah. pressing the buttons. And it's like a screen and it's moving. Mm-hmm. I got some of the most worst motion sickness of my life. Oh, yeah. In there. You I think it was, can, yeah. it was hot and like it was moving and I was trying to like look at the buttons and like I was just getting so fucked up that I had to leave the park. I was like, I can't physically oh, no, go on any no. other rides. I, I love like, that you went on your own and were like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to an amusement park by myself. Yeah. yeah. Because. I only know people who are season pass holders. I think that's baller and a huge flex to do because I love going <laughs> to movies by myself. I do too. I love doing a lot of things by myself. Yeah. I thought it would be like nice to go to the park. It's definitely more fun with people, I'd say. That. I will say I do see people say they don't feel comfortable eating alone or doing stuff alone. Like and, at a restaurant? Yeah, and I'm, I don't really get that. I, I Maybe it is yeah. if you have had times in your life where you've gotten used to being with yourself, enjoying your own company, or being alone, I'll do whatever. I think a lot of people also are very focused on what people are thinking about oh, them. Yeah. And they're probably thinking, oh, if I'm here alone, they might feel bad for me or think yep. like I don't have any friends. <laughs> and it's just like – or like first of all, who cares what other people think? Yeah. They're all mm-hmm. focused on their own lives to begin with. But also yes. like it's so nice to do something by yourself because you don't have to worry about – what anyone else wants. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, like, especially if you're in a partnership that you really enjoy spending time with that person. But when you just go to a restaurant, you're like, where do I want to eat? What do I want to yes. have? I could just, like, read my yeah. book or just be on my what phone. What time is that movie at? I yeah. bring a framed photo of James with me. And I just <laughs> set it opposite me. Do you face she it does at buy the movie? two scenes and say, yeah. for And two, I pretend please. I'm a widow. Oh, oh. Too. So I get free stuff. <laughs> Really. It's my actually... late husband's birthday. So then you also yeah. get the birthday cake. You're like feeding him the cake into yeah. the picture frame, just smearing it on his mouth. I mean, I'll go to a... I, I, I think at this point, I don't really like to go to movies, though. So I'm like, would I go to a movie by myself? And I go, I wouldn't go to a movie with a big group of people because I'd be like, no, I'll just wait for three months and watch it on a nice TV and mm. stuff. But I, th- I think I, I wouldn't mind going out to eat by myself because, yeah, that exact yeah, reason. Like, yeah. you just eat whatever you Just want. walk in. And Though go. I see you as a very, like, independent, capable person, and I could mm-hmm. see you being the kind of person that you would travel on your own. That, mm, that's like a big leap. That's a big, I feel like that's, you have to be so happy with yourself, I think, Well, right? and also just yeah. as a woman, you have to be confident and that yeah, you're safe. safe. Yeah, It's the safety issue, I think, that keeps me from traveling that's, by myself. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, or maybe you do a group thing, but yeah. you've got to rely on it. Are there going to be fun people in this group that I'm interested in? Like strangers. Yeah. You know, I know somebody who just went on one of those 
group things. We both know them. I won't. I won't give their identity. I'm going to use pre- context to protect clues. it. <laughs> Someone you both know. They went on a trip, okay. and they were the youngest person on this trip. It was mostly like retirees. Was it a baby people. that we both know? <laughs> it's like infant. Oh. It was a little baby Huey. <laughs> and uh, he, he's a funhouse collaborator. I take his picture everywhere I go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a uh, Trevor and I are, are thinking about going to Japan at some point, mm-hmm. but we've never been. And we're like, well, it'd be nice to go with like another couple, yeah. or like even like two other couples. This couple right here. Like, yeah, I was just we're, like, we'll go to Japan. Japan. <laughs> I'd be totally down. But it's like trying to pick people who like you know you could have a good time with, who yes. aren't going to be too bossy or too like. Whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. So it's like finding that perfect balance yeah. of like your travel companionships. But Something I do when I travel now, the last few years, is say I'm going to like France mm-hmm. I or Paris. I would go online and search for like however many days I have available that long for an itinerary that someone else has planned. Oh, yeah. So I'd search three-day itinerary Paris and then see oh. what comes up. And usually people are pretty on with here's what you what you absolutely need to do. You can kind of fill in some flavor yourself. Yeah. But overall, this is what you want to hit. And That's you know what's really a really smart. good resource for that, like, exact kind of thing? And, like, personalized, like, or not personalized, but, like, more custom restaurant recommendations and stuff like that, TikTok. I was going to say, oh yeah, I've bookmarked so many videos with yeah. people being like, if you're traveling to Tokyo, here's three places you need to go. Or like, here's what you should yep. do to prepare before you go. And so in September, I'm going on a trip to England and uh, Scotland. And so I'm constantly getting like t- stuff in my TikToks now and my <laughs> yeah. page. It's the like, algorithm knows. Yeah, it's like, what do you, you want to go see some gray skies in Scotland? I go, yes, I do. <laughs> Well, Give me is, more of that shit. <laughs> this is the perfect transition to my first question that I have oh, for us today. Oh, okay. And this is, I'll tell you why I wanted to ask you guys this question. But are there any conspiracy theories that you believe or feel could have some truth to them? Wait, Barb, what's the transition? <laughs> so this, yeah, wait the, the reason that I want to ask this question is because there is a conspiracy theory that I am somewhat believing, which is the Britney Spears shit. Oh, Are you guys aware what? of this? There's yes. like this whole thing. It's Something so... is really weird with Britney Spears, especially like if you go to her Instagram page, yeah. there's like... I really feel for her. But like to the point where people think like it could be a filter and someone else is pretending to be here. Some people think it's AI. Some yeah. people think like... So that's the biggest one that I'm seeing right now is the one where people think that it's somebody using a filter to post videos on her account. So people think that she's like still active Fine. And like, yeah, yeah but it's actually like, I know she's posted a lot of stuff recently about reconciling with her mom and her sister mm. and so I could see how that would fuel that there's flame. like people who do like breakdowns of videos that are like you see this thing in the background it's not in the background of this one and like here's the thing is like there's one video where you they like reposted it and they changed stuff so you go oh well that's fake but then you look at the real video and then like there is one video of her and she's like dancing and there's like little flowers little yellow flowers in the background and then like you know how she cuts in her videos so it just cuts to her doing another move and then they're gone yeah there's just a lot of things that why? it's why I don't necessarily yeah. believe the whole like oh that could be someone else pretending to be her but there's just something, something weird there's something off going on and I I feel like it's going to be really crazy when we find out what it is. There's some people who have a theory that, like, something has already happened to her and, like, they're trying to put in hints of her being unhinged and using drugs to, like, claim this, like, overdose story. Um, And, like, I think something else came out about how, like, she's been using some type of drug and, like, people are like, oh, they're seeding the 
you know. But like, what is there to gain? That's why that's I don't the confusing part to me. It's like I don't understand the reasoning for it, but. I'm like, yeah, oh gosh, it's tough because obviously she went through <laughs> a really her, uh, abusive Instagram. time in her life right. with her family. And I think everybody was just hoping the best for her. And also people were feeling really remorseful about maybe like jabs they made or ways that they were really critical of her in ways that we aren't of men. Obviously, there's there's sure. all that that context for that, though. I do think like she still emerged from that post uh you know, period where she was in that conservatorship yeah. and needed some guidance or some help that she wasn't getting. It's, right. It still seemed that way, too. Like, and I think she needs genuine friends and people in her life that care for her. And this seems like, yeah, like a bigger conspiracy of is somebody really trying to sabotage this poor woman? Or just like are people still controlling her? Yeah. Like it's, there's her husband, who I think his name is Sam. Um Yeah. He's in a lot of her posts. That guy? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's just things about like, there's like this one video of him talking to her and it's clearly like a Photoshop in the background. And there's like this weird stuff where I worry that like he's involved in whatever is going on. I don't know. Because it's like and you get money involved and shit like yes. that. Like things I get fucked. I saw a headline recently that Kevin, Kevin Federline apparently is considering moving his himself to Hawaii because in Hawaii you have to pay child support until the kids are age 23. So that would prolong that. Yeah. It's really – Kind of wild that you brought up this topic, though, on here, Barb, because I'm currently working on an episode of 30 Morbid Minutes podcast that I make. Oh, yeah. Go check out 30 Morbid Minutes. <laughs> which is about celebrity death hoaxes. Oh, wow. And which one of my favorite conspiracy theories ever is the Paul is dead conspiracy, which you probably know being a Beatles fan. I've heard of that one, yeah. Yeah, which is that Paul McCartney in 1966 was in a car accident died and then then the record executives label swapped him with a lookalike that they had you know reconstructive plastic surgery oh my on God. and the beatles following that period of time had so much guilt and trauma from it that they hid clues in everything for it it's like yeah <laughs> which it this used to be like years ago if i you know 15 years ago, if I was having a bad day, I'd log on online and be like, I'm going to read about Paul is dead. Yeah. It's just, I never believed it, but I was like, it's just a weird, fun thing to kind of yeah. go down that rabbit hole. Isn't there a similar theory with Avril Lavigne? Yes. I think there is. I haven't gotten to that oh, working yeah. on that part okay. in the script. <laughs> it's, it's essentially the same thing. Of people think that she died or like w- wanted to like leave yeah. when yeah. like a lot younger and got replaced with someone who is like essentially her lookalike. Yep. Because there are, like, little things about her that look very different, not in a way where it would be like, oh, that's plastic surgery, but mm-hmm. in, like, a actual fundamental way she's yeah. built. People don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. Is yeah. Like, they go, it's not – yeah, like, exactly what you just said. It's, like, not in the plastic surgery – not in the plastic surgery way, a fundamental way. And it's like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Or people try to it's find crazy. and surmise something from a place where there isn't anything. Yeah. Oh, With yeah. the Paul is Dead stuff – People always point to the Abbey Road album art. Oh, sorry. And they say, this is the Beatles trying to tell you what happened because Paul is in a suit. He's got no shoes on. He's the corpse. John is in all white. He's Jesus. They're just looking for the confirmation yeah. bias of their existing belief. Yeah. Which George, is a lot of what these yeah. com- like, oh, conspiracies come from. Yeah. But they did that with Britney, too. Like, I, really? I've been following this conspiracy for a long time. Not in a, like, this is 100% accurate, yes. but just in a fascination kind of way. Oh, yeah. And before the conservatorship was over and she was still, like, posting on Instagram and stuff like that, 
people would look like zoom in on photos of her and they're like you could see in her eyelash that it's photoshopped you could see h-e-l-p in her lashes (laughs) or like that happens with Lindsay though (laughs) anytime she makes a thumbnail it's just 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 put help in the the lashes this thumbnail needs to say help somewhere (laughs) yeah let's just keep that in our brain for later and fundamentally alter yeah my my essence not cosmetically fundamentally (laughs) yeah that's yeah I don't know wow I did spend a good like fifteen minutes one day when that one that one video showed up on my feed. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. What are they saying? Oh, what? it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, you're right. Let me go check this. Let me go look at a hundred Britney Spears TikToks. Like, why it's am just, I doing this? I mean, if you go to her Instagram, it's just like the there's just something like uncanny valley about everything she posts. It's very it's very um, like a lot of the captions and stuff that she writes. It's like like when I was thirteen, I would write something like this. Yeah. Like, like, I love roses. Like, yeah. a thousand different emojis and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and you, I thought this was cute. You want to hope that maybe this is just somebody who went through a lot. Maybe I had a, a stunted upbringing because right. she was a child performer. And now she's just, like, kind of in her fuck it era. She's weird. But, like, the the dark side is, like, maybe there's something deeply troubling yeah. going on. You know? So. That's just a conspiracy that I heard about one time and have latched on to. Yeah. I mean, following it along. Go ahead. Did you have no, more no, about Britney? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say, I can lighten the mood and tell you about the conspiracy theory yes, that I believe please. in. Yes. Oh, you believe I in think, dead. <laughs> I think that when they sell packs of socks, they make one that is a disintegratable and it disintegrates in the wash. And that's why you always lose a sock. Oh, you think it actually disintegrates and disappears? Yes. And so you have to huh. buy more socks. That is a crazy conspiracy. You're bonkers. I love that. (laughs) Fundamentally. (laughs) I think that that's true. Why? How else are you going to lose a sock? If the dryer eats it, it gets like into the vent. Or the dryer companies and the sock companies are in cahoots. cahoots. And there's a secret little like latch compartment we don't know, but the dryer that takes the socks. How does it know what's sock and not a piece of underwear? It's like the women's pants and purse industry being in cahoots. Wait. Oh, but the pockets. They would start making women's pockets smaller so that people would have to buy purses. Oh, yeah. I think that's true. I would. Don't quote me on it. I would wager that is true. big pockets. You do. Oh, my God. You do. You could fit a phone in that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They're made well. They are made well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, These are made well, too? Um, Well, I'm sure, like, obviously, on this podcast – the feminine tax is something that yeah comes up like wow. we pay more for mm-hmm. our for products pink pens versus yep. blue pens mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm sure that exists and we could all be using pencils so <laughs> when i was uh when i was younger i'm so embarrassed to admit this i'm on the edge of my seat <laughs> i watched the documentary i think it was called loose change about the twin towers um 9/11 yeah about how like it was planned by the government oh. and like all the stuff that it goes into and how like melting oh, steel beams the beams and how yeah. they yeah. like bent and the way it came down and like it imploded on itself like that shouldn't have happened with this and it was like a two hour documentary yeah and I think I was like 12 when I watched it 13 maybe and I was like oh my god yeah this was planned <laughs> and then as I've gotten older it's you know I've come to reality a little bit more but those things like that do a good job at convincing people yeah. And I mean, nowadays, conspiracy you were twelve right or thirteen. I think I was thirteen or fourteen when it happened. I was. It was. I think I was thirteen when it happened. I was. Oh, I guess I, I maybe have been thirteen or fourteen when I watched the documentary because yeah. I was eleven when it happened. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I would have been fourteen or fifteen. I think. 
It's 11 or 12. We're all 24, so just round it out, right? <laughs> yeah. I think with conspiracy theories, <laughs> it's fun to, like, go down the rabbit hole and say, you know, what if? I personally like to try to debunk stuff, mm-hmm. and I think it's— Well, you do do a true crime podcast, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's your MO, right? Yeah, and and so I think it's fun to, like, entertain it as a, oh, this is such a, like, a what a wacky thing to think or mm-hmm. how the creativity that went into trying to make this seem plausible. Yeah. But I do think there's, like, a, a harmful nature to conspiracy theories oh, to sure. an extent. Yes. I mean, but, as we've seen in the last eight years, yeah. especially. Oh, yeah. yeah, with misinformation. Though, there's there's also something to be said for, a, you know, conspiracy theory that, like, what we're doing now, just hang out with your friends and you have fun and you talk about it yeah mm-hmm. right yeah which but take everything with a grain of salt essentially yeah, yeah. which i feel like the, you always see that meme going around which is before the internet we would just live with misinformation you would go to your aunt and you'd be like hey like what's two plus two and she'd say five and you'd be like okay wow <laughs> you know i have nowhere else to, to check this or like a friend in high school telling me if you cross your eyes and you get hit <laughs> in the back of the head your eyes will stay that way <laughs> like shit like that where it's like you grew up believing <laughs> this stuff and then you yeah. never cross your eyes in public because you don't want someone accidentally hitting you on the back of your head and there was no way to, to know and there's something kind of like nostalgic about <laughs> that period of time yeah, yeah. When we were just living with our stupidity. I know. That's that's the thing is when I see a new conspiracy theory, like I just described how I was – when I saw the Britney Spears stuff, I was like <gasps> – and it was like dopamine hits and like yeah. Yeah, that, that happiness like that. I was like, oh, this is crazy mm-hmm. and like I'm entertained. And then when I get to the end and I like – my brain goes, well, no, that doesn't make sense. No, that's not real. Oh, well, no, that – and then I go, oh, I'm too smart. Yeah. When something comes out oh, in a year from now about Britney Spears, we'll all be looking back on this episode. <laughs> there's going, something. She knew. We do know there's something. We know there's something. The government will, will a black van will pull up and be like, ladies, I need you to get in here right now. <laughs> but like, like what? I don't think somebody's using a filter to like uh, yeah. put on her face. I don't know what's maybe she's using a filter to make maybe. herself look maybe. a certain yeah. way. Yeah. But it's just there's her she literally looks yeah. the same in every single video, like makeup. Sh- smeared under her eyes. Does she have tattooed eyeliner? I thought that she had it tattooed. I don't think so. Oh, oh. that was that was my. Thing. Is that your conspiracy theory? Because she always can... has that that's that same eyeliner for years yeah. and years. So I just thought maybe she got it tattooed. I'm back on the no, gram. Th- this one is like kind of smudged under her eyes, and like it almost looks like when you rub your eyes after wearing makeup. Yeah, and it's kind of just under there, not in like a crying I kind it was of a permanent way. thing. But, no, it's always. I mean, maybe it is permanent. It's always there. Yeah. Anyways. A lot of red heels on the captions in yeah. a lot of the photos. Well, that was Anyways, an – I don't know. See, that – I'm going to get down a quick little rabbit hole. Please. <laughs> but there was a video I saw on TikTok of this woman talking about how um, – thinking that this is not the real Britney Spears because Britney is, I think, like 5'2 or 5'3. And Sam, the guy she's dating – or she's 5'4. Mm-hmm. guy she's dating or is married to Sam is 6'2". And they're like, see, you see them in this photo together. And, like, she's wearing heels, but she's still, like, up to here on him. So even if she was wearing six-inch heels, she would still only come up to, like, this area of him. Mm. And, like, that was a recent video. <laughs> but then the internet. But then they started posting these photos after that video came out of all these things about heels. And so I'm like, are they watching the conspiracy videos? Are they – is he, like oh. – is he posting on her behalf on that account? What the heck? Yeah. I don't know. But here's a picture of them where 
This yeah, is like, but they posted that after that video came out. So I wonder if he's like, see, I need to prove that it's the real Britney to show how short she is. Oh, my gosh. Weird. I'm just saying it's weird. You're going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to deal with this later. I was seeing if I could find the video of like, like you said, I'm going to have to deal with this later. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is something you have to do. I, just, I do. I'm going to just curious. I'm going to my phone later and go, what was I looking at? I'm seeing if this is the one with the yellow flowers. You see the yellow and they're gone. They're gone. They're gone yeah. now. Oh and there's things gosh. of like her bottom teeth don't show, which is a common thing when you're doing like AI or like a filter of something and like a hand disappearing or like a green screen. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I could talk about it for a while. Gosh. Just because I'm so fascinated. The key to dinnertime success? Variety. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 chef-crafted recipes to select from every week. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome, you'll always find new and exciting recipes to try and love. HelloFresh is the perfect way to banish the end-of-summer blues. No need to stress about how you'll handle it all this fall, because HelloFresh takes care of the meal planning and delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to your home, so whipping up a homemade meal is a breeze. And all you need is 15 minutes, and you'll be able to enjoy tasty and satisfying meals made in your own kitchen. Just look out for their quick and easy dinner options, plus quick breakfasts and lunches, too. Trevor and I love HelloFresh because not only do we get the exact ingredients we need, so there's no food waste or anything like that, but we also learn how to cook different types of foods and different meals through all their different options and menu options that they give us. It's amazing. There's a cheese tortellini that we've had the recipe for ever since we got it with HelloFresh, and we make it all the time. It is incredible and so easy as well. So try HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash 50open and use the code 50open for 50% off plus free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 50open and use the code 50open for 50% off plus free shipping. Enjoy your meal. (laughs) But let's get into our... uh Level-headed people who sent in questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want more me. questions. <laughs> All right. So this question reads, I've been married to my wife for nearly four years and been together for over a decade now, but I'm still really bad at sharing my feelings, specifically when I'm annoyed about something my wife has done. I usually just end up giving the silent treatment when I'm annoyed, even though I know talking to her about it will make it much better and faster than waiting for her to bring it up how I'm being silent and must be annoyed. It's not out of fear of how she will react because it always goes smoothly once we finally do talk about it. I think it's just that I'm really bad at sharing my emotions. Any tips on how to open up? Is it just toxic masculinity showing? This guy doesn't want to talk to his wife? Is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> just to summarize. Got his life. <laughs> uh, it, seem, it seems like he, if he gets annoyed by something she does... He just goes silent on her. So That's if he's his, mad at her about his something. His default response is to emerge or go into his cocoon of silence. And then he waits for her to be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, are you not talking to me? What's up? And Ugh. then when they finally talk about it, they work through it and it's fine and yeah. it's always easy. I I kind of get it. But not from a – I don't think that's the right way to approach the situation. Sure. But I get it from the perspective of sometimes feelings are complex and you don't even know why you're feeling a feeling you're feeling. <laughs> yeah. And true though. <laughs> I just have times where I'm f- having a, a hurdle with 
accurately articulating my mm. feeling in a way where I also don't want to, like, say, for example, in my own marriage, like, I don't want to offend my husband in the way that I'm going to present this to him. Like, I'm afraid that I'm going to phrase things in a way I don't intend. Mm. And so I could see how maybe it's not that he has toxic uh, coping mechanisms. It's that it, that it just feels daunting yeah. to try to communicate. It could also be rooted in toxic masculinity where, you know, a lot of men who grew up especially in North America are taught to, like, don't Suppress. show emotion, don't yeah. cry, don't get, like, emotional Conceal. over don't this. Feel. Mm-hmm. Don't feel. <laughs> <let them in. laughs> <laughs> don't let them in. Don't let them boy in. But I think also if you've been married for four years and been together for a decade – I imagine you and your wife are very comfortable together, and you should feel vulnerable with her or the ability to be vulnerable with her. And I know for, like, Trevor and I, who's my partner, if something – one of the, like, strongest things in our relationship is communication, luckily, because that's I think, needs to be very strong in a working relationship. But if something upsets me or upsets him or if I say something or do something that upsets him and vice versa, immediately talking. You could never upset Mm -hmm. anyone. Oh, I, I'll try. <laughs> but it's like it's something that the other person might not even realize that they did or said yeah. in a way that hurt you. But we tend to talk about things right away of just like, hey, when you replied that way, it made it seem like you were really like ignoring me or like didn't care about what I was saying or like you felt very impatient with me. And it's like, oh, my God, like, let's sort that out. I'm sorry I did that. Like, I'll be more mindful in the future. And it's so much easier to do that. Yes. than to bottle it in. Yeah. I think that, like, if it's something where you're at any moment, something is annoying you and you're like, I don't really know how to bring it up. If you kind of pre-program, like, regular check-ins, that can kind of help, too. Like, mm. and I, it's just something that I see people talk about doing is, like, oh, well, just, like, every week we just talk about, like, what's going on in our work week and our regular life and everything. And, like, that way you're – that's, like, a the icebreaker for maybe talking about something yeah. that's, you know, more – Heavy. Mm-hmm. Similar to that, I saw this t- this Instagram reel. Probably was a TikTok, but I see them late. <laughs> so three it's probably weeks like later. three, yeah, yeah. three yeah. months old. The, the, this woman talking about how she and her partner they do this thing every day where they check in emotionally with each other when they come home, and they have a gauge of. I know exactly the video. Yeah, yeah. So she'll I come, see that too. Yeah, she'll come home and she'll say, "I am at." Like a sixty percent, where I only yep. have thirty percent left to give, mm-hmm. and or he'll come home and say, "Well, I'm at an eighty, and I've so I've got more, so I can mm-hmm. give a little yeah. bit more." And I think that's a really interesting way to quantify that emotional energy you have. Because some people might come home and be like, "I got 20. yeah, and it's like, "Cool, so you'll just do your own thing tonight, and like maybe order dinner, and like mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. bother." Yeah. Or if it's like, yeah, I'm at an 80, so I'll cook while you relax. And yeah. The problem is if you're like every day you come home and you go, I got 5%. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it, that happens too. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have a partner who's at least just understanding, but also like at that point, it's like get help. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I've done that. The, like, there might help. be a bigger underlying issue if you're coming mm-hmm. home every day like that. Yeah. yeah. To what you said about the bottling it up though, I do think that – is long-term problematic because imagine if you have a, a vase inside of you and you're constantly bottling these things up and there's there's pressure happening and you mm-hmm. don't realize like this vase is slowly getting chipped away at. Mm-hmm. You might release the pressure eventually, but in the meantime, while it's in you, you're building that resentment. Right. And 
you, resentment, I think, is like a, a long-term killer of relationships. You don't see it growing. You don't see it coming. No, yeah, you're right. But it definitely yeah. builds. I, I also want to point out to you something that I think I saw on TikTok as well. I know we use that <laughs> as an example a lot, but like the algorithm knows what it uh, knows its audience. But there was one video I saw one time about how um, sharing your feelings sometimes, like if you're if someone did something to annoy you or anger you, there's fear in you calling them out and you making them feel bad about what they did, mm-hmm. and. That I don't think if you're in a healthy relationship, hopefully should be an issue because you should be able to be honest and vulnerable and like, hey, what you did actually did really hurt me and not worry about like them being like, oh, I'm, I'm an awful person. I'm the worst, blah, 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 blah. Because that's like you don't want it necessarily to become that. And maybe that's something you're fearing in this. Like if you're annoyed at your wife and not wanting to like immediately tell her how you feel, maybe it's because mm-hmm. you don't yeah. want to hurt her feelings. I wonder if like having the conversation with your wife and saying, sometimes I get this feeling like Mm. it's not that I don't want to communicate with you, but I just feel like I can't or I have a hurdle to do it. Maybe she'd be like, what? That's wild. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just in general, I can't help but wonder all the things that he might be doing that are annoying her. (laughs) True dad. I don't know. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You never know. Yeah, with these kind of things, you get the one side. And if if that is a thing and they do talk about it because maybe she brings it up, you know, ask her too. Like how you feel about all this. Exactly. Yeah. It also just makes life easier. Like, the silent treatment, I've definitely been guilty of doing that in past relationships where it's just, like, I'm mad at him and he needs to approach me about it. I'm just going to, like, sit here quietly because I'm upset. If you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) But And, like, there's – if that's kind of how you react when you're upset about something, maybe even just being, like, hey, I'm I'm kind of upset about what just happened. So if you could just give me, like, a little bit of time and then we could talk about it. Like, that – it's – not quite giving the silent treatment, but it's giving explanation and context to why you're maybe yeah reacting that way. Not icing someone out. Yeah. Think, thinking, I'll, I need a minute before I can approach this in a rational, adult, healthy way. Yeah. Maybe. But at the end, he asks if there's any tips on how to open up. Well, uh, here's what I would say. Whenever anybody asks me for any advice, relationship or work or anything, <laughs> I, I will give a whole spiel. I'll do everything we just talked about. Yeah, and, and this is that and that is this. And then I go, but I don't know. Go find a therapist. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't have good advice. I mean, <laughs> I think that's the only way I can deal with my own none, shit. None of us know what we're talking about. Yeah. So we're just given our life perspective and, yeah. you know, things we've read or go, that we've oh, used in our life. Know. I've been playing Switch this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, without looking? That's impressive. How do you do that? That's going to be my question for you. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I definitely seek help if you need. Yeah, I agree with Lindsay, though I also kind of think maybe having the conversation before you get into whatever your next, not argument, but like disagreement or something might be that could prompt a reaction like this. Have the conversation. Yeah, the check-in or talk about like, hey, I know sometimes when we get into these these situations, I can kind of give you the silent treatment. I don't yeah. want to be doing that. Yeah. So, you like, know. what what do you like? Is there something we could do together that might yeah. help that mm-hmm. situation? And not putting the onus on your on your wife or your partner, but mm-hmm. maybe even just making them aware. Like, this is a behavior I know I have, and I don't want to be doing it. Yeah. And it's very common. Yeah. I just want to say that too. Like, don't think that you're in a a weird. Uh, very unique scenario. I feel like that happens in a lot of relationships and couples and stuff like that. 
yeah. people giving each other the silent treatment, not knowing how to express their emotions. Mm-hmm. But also, like, take comfort in the fact that your wife loves you and, it, like, you guys are partners in this and she should be understanding and you should be able to feel like you could open up about how you're feeling and not be judged or that it's going to affect your relationship. Because maybe it comes from, like, fear of past relationships where if you argued or if you had a big fight, it would en- potentially breaker. end the relationship. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. That's a good point. Good uh, Good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, my secondary uh, advice would be stop being a baby. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just well, kidding. That's, just kidding. I mean, no, that's the same no, thing. Be a it's baby. like, yeah, find a therapist. <laughs> Those are all great pieces of advice. We've given you a lot to work off, of, yeah. I think. Oh, damn. Right. Well, let's move on to Dag our second yo. question. Dag, yo. I'm just kidding. We love you. We hope you uh, find the strength to open up because yeah. just be yourself. You don't deserve another Barbara Dunkelman scorcher either. <laughs> so <laughs> few and far between on this show. All right. Here is our second question. So... I have a friend who started dating a guy a little less than a year ago. At first, I liked him. They seemed to be a good fit. They were always out drinking and partying together, and she seemed to have fun. But a few months in, he ended up pushing her down the stairs and throwing her makeup on top of her. I told her to leave him, but she said that he had apologized and wanted to give him another chance. Later on, he took her with him when he went on a business trip, where even though he promised not to drink, he got drunk and would not give her his keys, driving drunk and mad. People at the hotel called the cops on him, and they still stayed together. A few months ago, he threw a glass liquor bottle at her and pinned her down and choked her. The cops told her it was out of her hands. He was going to court, but he ended up just having to go to rehab. All this to say, she texted me the other day and asked if I would be her maid of honor if they got married in the next year or so. I told her I loved her, but I couldn't do it because I really can't stand by her decision to be with a man who's hurt her so much. I know she's upset with me, but I can't support her in this. I don't know how to show her that she can do so much better. Do you guys have any ideas? Holy shit. Heavy question. I, I'd, well, first of all, I don't think you are in the wrong for not wanting to support her. Yep. And if she, for some reason, does make that decision to marry that person and you do not support that, then... I think you are in the right for not. Yeah. Well, I think like supporting her in all other areas. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not supporting her in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and marrying him. I I know this is easier said than done, and you've probably done this, but I would do everything you can to try to get her out of that situation. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like this person is violent, is dangerous, is probably not going to change um, unless they get serious, serious help. And Which this hopefully is, they are. Yeah, and this is tough too because we don't know the minutia of the situation of like, right. do you, right. does this person's like family know as well the how they're being yeah. treated or other friends? Lot to think about. God, this is like a tough one, and I I feel really like fortunate and grateful that I've had friends that have been in situations where they've been with somebody that is not the best to them, but never where it's like. Like they're, violent. Yeah, they're getting constantly abused or anything like that. Yeah, I, I would say I haven't had any I've I've had a friend who I never really thought it was a good idea from the beginning and mm-hmm. I was like and then they got divorced six four or five years later. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. And she's much happier now. But it was like still the same thing where I didn't think it was right all the time. Yeah. But I was just trying to be supportive of her. Even though in the back of my head I was like, I always dislike this guy. But it's also – it's way less severe because yeah. 
He didn't beat her, so I know uh, it's such that, a he didn't extreme. abuse her in that way. There was, I'm sure, like mental abuse, maybe, but I'm just like I, and it's really hard because yeah. I, I, I couldn't do it. Well, especially when you have a friend who obviously you care about and love and want mm-hmm. the best for, and see that they're in this situation that they're just like, no, it's fine. He apologized, or he's getting better, and it's like. Again, you don't know the minutia of it. Like, maybe it has turned around. Maybe he is seeing someone and getting help and, like, is improving. But I think, like, I'm sorry. If that happens once, done. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely done. And it doesn't matter if they get better or if they improve yeah. themselves. Like, they've already showed yeah. that they are capable of doing that to you. And, and we, yeah. yeah. And, w- and we do know that leaving an abusive relationship is easier said than done. Absolutely. And it's not your friend's fault for why she's still in that relationship or why she feels like she can't get out. And it's, 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 it's like there are a billion reasons why victims find it difficult to get out of these situations. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is like, she may not even see herself as a victim, which is also the, the sad part of it too, yeah. mm-hmm. because it's also something like nobody wants to see themselves as a victim. Right. Like she may not even see that 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 is that she's being victimized or they just try to they just focus on the good in that relationship and don't see they like they're put their blinders on to essentially everything else and are just like, well, he's so sweet to me in this situation or like, oh, he's apologized. And it's like because usually with those relationships, the highs are so high, but the lows are also so low. And so like people tend to just focus on the positives Mm -hmm. to convince themselves that like it's okay that I'm with this person. There's a whole psychological Bedlam oh, of for stuff sure. related to it. It's also like how long have they, you know, been together? Right. I, it's, like, how long has it been going on? Has it been something that's been really rapid? Oh, a little less than a year ago. Oh, so this is really this so, is all within a year. So, and I will say this as well that I was also at one point like not in a physically abusive relationship, but very manipulative. And I and it was about a year and a half, and that's how long it took for me because and it wasn't like extreme highs, extreme lows. But it was like. Constant gaslighting, mm-hmm. yeah. constant, like, he was a heavy drinker, and that was a problem, too. But it took about a year and a half for me to be like, I'm smarter and better than this. Like, this is stupid. What yeah. am I doing? And I and it just, you know, that's it, when it broke up. A lot sometimes, to do it, sometimes it takes time, yeah. too. Absolutely. And, like, her friend's self-worth could be, you know, fairly low, or confidence could be low, and it could I can imagine it very – it well, probably is. And oftentimes, yeah. like, when you're with an abuser, part of their abuse is they keep your confidence low. Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't behoove them for you to feel then they, good about yourself. Oh, yeah. You feel like you can't leave them. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. feel empowered. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a huge part of it. Yeah. I just – at the end of the question here, she says, like, I don't know how to show her that she could do so much better. And I think <sighs> – a lot of that is just having like some serious conversations, like maybe go over to her place or have her over at your place or go out for coffee or I don't know what the best scenario and situation to do this in. But like have that discussion yeah. of like, I love you mm-hmm. and this person does not treat you how you deserve to be treated and I can't support that. I also think if there was a way for them to like find and share stories of like, you know, really healthy couples and relationships that could help too because i think if you can have that in your thought thoughts more or like see it in front of you more then you're like oh my shit's messed up because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was part of it for me too i was like this is messed up yeah, like, why aren't i getting any of that <laughs> yeah. yeah and you could go oh wow people just should you know not push me down the stairs yeah and you don't know their history or their family history maybe right. their parents 
had a dysfunctional relationship and they don't, like you're saying, they don't know any yeah. different. It's such a complex and complicated. I'm sorry. I feel like we can't. Yeah. I don't know that we have the best advice to give. I know there are so many resources out there yeah. of how of what you could give to somebody or how you can help somebody who is trapped in a relationship like this. Yeah. The fact that that you care enough to be asking that question and and want to get them out mm-hmm. says yeah. a lot about your character too. Yeah. And maybe she's just upset with you too because she knows deep down that this is not good for her, yeah. but she like you also saying like I can't stand by you if you're going to be with this guy just as like one other person kind of abandoning her in this situation and like she feels like she doesn't have your support but like Elise said you know show up in all the other areas and support in all the other ways but yeah I think just like continually reminding your friend that she's deserving of love and respect and she can find that it might suck to end this relationship and like deal with the consequences of that but Maybe give her a safe space if she needs to get out of there quickly. Yeah. Also, I'm sure there are lots of other people in their lives that don't know how he's been treating her. Right. And it's like, well, how would they react if they did know? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Well, God. sending you love, sending your friend love. Please yeah. keep us updated if anything changes. But I, I would say I totally think your decision to not want to support that relationship and be part of the wedding is 100% justified. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for the heavy questions. No, it's, it's I mean, it's, they're important. What about the one guy yeah. that doesn't want to talk to his wife? Let's talk about that, <laughs> Let's talk about that again. <laughs> but I do want to, like, just reiterate, too, and you mentioned this before, like, we are not experts. No. We are not mental right. health specialists or therapists or anything like that. So do take our advice and our thoughts with a grain of salt. Um, we're just kind of using our perspective and experience to yeah. try to help. And, and when I hear thoughts. stuff like this and people ask questions, I, my brain is immediately like somersaulting like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What, yeah. you, what should you do? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, there must be some website I can point them toward. That I can know. Help them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like – and then I think of all the stipulations of like, well, is this? Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that. I don't know. I'm like, me, a clown prince is supposed to know <laughs> what to tell them to do about in this situation. <laughs> me, tiny little mushroom man. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, no. Here's I, what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Pop off the top of my mushroom. Yeah. And I swirl <laughs> around the brain to get it Big working. <laughs> I want fan God. art of that immediately. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for your questions. If you do have a question for us on the show, you could email that to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. We would love to hear from you and give our unsolicited – well, I guess it would be solicited by solicited. Um, unprofessional. Yeah. And just know if you are watching this or anybody out there, just know you are deserving of love and respect. Yes. Um, and you are worthy of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you both for joining us today. Is yeah. that the end? That's it. Oh, that's no. the show. Do you guys want to plug anything? Any projects you're working on? Where people can find you on social media, Lindsay? Lindsay, mm-hmm. do I want to plug anything? How hard could it be? How hard could it be? That's the show that I've been doing on this very channel. Yeah. Good, no worries. Um, it's sort of like a craft DIY show. I literally look at a project, and a lot of times it's something I see on TikTok. I go, "How hard could that be?" I'm going to try that. So turns out sometimes very. Sometimes it's very hard, <laughs> and there's also um, sometimes it's hard, not because of the project, but because what's in your system. Oh yeah, there was uh, the the one where uh, we made tiramisu and we were under the influence. But it's a fun show, episode. and it is a lot of work. And there's also that level of um, vulnerability that 
we have to embrace because we go, we don't know what we're doing and people are going to watch it. Yep. And they're going to be like, why are you doing that, idiot? I go, I don't know. That's me on the show every week. I'm just trying to do it because I thought I could do it. But, you know, learn from my mistakes, too, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. You also see Lindsay just being funny on Funhouse. Absolutely. On the daily Sometimes it depends on whether or not I had a bite out of my Jersey Mike sandwich or not. <laughs> if I've eaten. That's a specific reference. That's a specific reference. <laughs> but also true in a lot of regards. We were talking earlier today how, like, if I'm in a bad mood, the solution is probably eating food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm better. And Me it's too. really hard to come do this kind of stuff if you're, like, hungry or thirsty or tired. Yeah. And you're just expected to suddenly be on, be entertaining, be funny, and be whatever. And Energetic. you're like, oh, shit. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to eat. Where's that Jersey Mike's? <laughs> yeah, where's that Jersey Mike's? Yeah. But yeah, other than that, you know. Catch me around, hang out with my dog. <laughs> That's it. You haven't been keeping up with your plant Instagram, which really bothers me. I did like you four. You have a plant Instagram? Yes, I had like four posts. And then I was like, I just care about taking care of the plants. Because at first I was like, oh, I want to show people all the plants all the time. And I did. And then I was like, no, I just want to make sure they stay alive. Oh. But I, I should take some pictures and share yeah. them. I would love that. I have 40 plus plants. Holy crap. Yeah, I take care of a lot of plants. Trevor has plants too and he calls them his gentlemen. Oh. He's like, I need to go take care of my gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> sounds cute. I love that. very cute. What about you, Elise? What, about what you, Elise? What's some projects you're working on nowadays? Funhouse. You can find me here all the time. 30 Morbid Minutes, which is a podcast where we talk about morbid things. It's wonderful. Go check it out on all podcast platforms. Thanks, Barb. You're welcome. We just did a RPG series called Barbie Didn't Do It yep. where... I was GMing it, and then Lindsay is one of the Barbies in it. It was really fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. Me and Charlotte were the two Barbies who were, like, Barbie's friends. So our names, we had different names, mm-hmm. but it was really fun. We were trying so to Candy find Candy and uh, Georgette. Yeah. Georgette. They are very funny, and their their real-life friendship also shines a lot <laughs> yeah. in their, their fake RPG friendship. She, I can't keep up with her. She's so funny and, and quick. Charlotte. All of you are. What do you... You two are so complimentary to each other in that show. The women at Funhouse are some of the funniest women I've ever met in my whole life. Funniest people I've met in my whole life. Likewise, Barb. Ah, thanks. (laughs) Are you doing anything that's not Rooster Teeth that people can find you? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Not right right now. You've written some books. You've been part of writing for video games. Uh, Yeah, but... Find her on Instagram, hanging out with her dog. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's that's what it always comes down to. Barb, when you get in that dog, soon you get a dog. We want to get a dog. It's just we have no responsibilities now, and so to go from zero to one hundred is a decision. It was a travel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so because you you guys have had a dog for a while, and then you took some time for yourself, and then you adopted. Um, Going from not having a dog and not having any responsibility. (laughs) In someone in my 30s, I've been just like living the free life. And then I was like, shit, I got this dog. (laughs) And it took a while. But I feel like just now, and it's been a year and a half, almost two years. So keep that in mind. I'm feeling like we're in a groove. Did you get them as a puppy? She was five months old when we adopted her. Yeah, Yeah, we were thinking about getting like a a puppy. but. Really, really worth it. Elise was the one who, like, convinced me. She didn't convince me, like, personally. She wasn't like, you should get a dog. But just but her having and yeah, dogs and, and taking such a passion for dogs Aww. and fostering and adoption. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Because I bet it feels really great. And it did. And you're a great dog mom. You're a great dog mom. She's cute. She's really cute. And she- we'll get there. Yeah. Because I want, I want to have a cute dog, too. What about an ugly dog? <laughs> I'll have any dog. All dogs are cute and All precious and sweet. Yeah. But yeah, someday. 
Well, thank you both. Thanks, Thanks for having us. being here. Check them out on Funhouse and all the podcasts and all the shows we mentioned. Um, go support these wonderful ladies and everything that they do. And thank you for watching this episode of Always Open. We are so thankful that you're here joining us every single Tuesday for new episodes. So we'll see you next week. And make sure to subscribe to the All Good No Worries YouTube channel.